All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of The Josh Potter Show. Hello to all my roaches. It's so wonderful having you once again. And I gotta let you know, supposed to be in Philadelphia this weekend, June 2nd. That has been moved to August 25th by the club. If you see me on Instagram in Philadelphia this weekend, it's because I booked the trip and I'm still going to (laughs) go. And so I'm going to go hang out and uh, have a good time, go to a Phillies game, hang out with some friends. But the show has been moved to August 25th. If you've already bought a ticket, you're all set. Hopefully you can still make it that day. And uh, hopefully... You're going to arrive on the 25th. If you haven't bought tickets yet, you got the 25th uh, to come out and do that. So you got from now until then at Josh underscore Potter on Instagram at J underscore Potter on Twitter. That's where you can buy all the tickets. Beyond that, July 16th, we have uh, a show here in Southern California in San Diego at the brand new Mike Drop Comedy Club. Two shows, actually, on July 16th. So go purchase those tickets. Please to be checking out all the dates up on my Instagram and on my Twitter. But today with me is a gentleman who I just did his brand new series on YouTube, Stand Up on the Spot. It's Jeremiah Watkins. Hey. Hello, Josh Potter and Roach family. It's going to be here (laughs) hot in the morning with Josh Potter. Hot in the morning. Hot in the morning. You know, I was going to say this off air, but what the hell? Let's say it on air. I'd love someday, I mean, no pressure, nothing like that, but yeah. on Scissor Bros someday, I'd love to do like a stunt boy off. Oh, we'd love to do that. that like a old what do you want to do? Like me, like just, we do like a decathlon of stunt boy radio stuff and like have a stunt boy contest. <laughs> Dude, I would love to set that up, seriously. <laughs> no, for sure. That would yeah, be yeah. so much fun. No, but no, I, we've literally been getting in our comment section a lot of roach emojis and, <laughs> and also when are you going to have Potter on? So like, it's already something that I was, I was like been playing in the back of my head. But if you have an idea, like I say we go for it. That's as far as I, I haven't thought of like, I'm, I got to like, like go back into my annals and find out like or figure out like the old stunt boy uh you know tropes yeah if you will and yeah. then like do the old like the old timey things you know what i mean i don't know if it's like riding in a ferris wheel for 24 hours or something <laughs> like that like i don't i don't know <laughs> something but like go back to my roots stunt boy radio roots and i know you had them too so yeah. it'd be like let's we i mean out of all the radio stunt boys have we made it out the furthest I'm trying think, to think I of think others from radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, I think a lot of those stunt boys are now head honchos at their station or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> you know what I mean? The rest of them are like, "Dude, I made it to program director, all yeah. right." So. Yeah, dude, I'm doing fine. I make way more money than both of you combined. And we're like, "All right, but yeah, you know, uh, you settled. Not, let's not get crazy. <laughs> you settled. I know what some of these program directors make. Let's yeah. let's not get out of hand here. Let's say they make." double or whatever but uh <laughs> i uh, i think that would be fun but thank you for having me on uh stand up on the spot people can watch it on your youtube channel yeah youtube.com slash jeremiah watkins uh your episode features you jesse may peluso todd glass uh tony baker and myself and dude everybody crushed it and uh it was so it much was, fun dude. it was awesome to have you on and and it was great to riff with you after your set too yeah it's one of my favorite um type of like uh back home we used to do a show called cards against humanity where it's like the same thing only instead of the audience suggesting things you draw from that deck from that game oh, okay yeah or it was comics against humanity or whatever and then but you know you have that game that everyone plays in their family parties or whatever and then it says like a condom with hot sauce in it or something you know what i mean and then yeah. you have to riff off that and then you're like oh uh drake uh you know <laughs> yeah something <laughs> right, whatever right. yeah but it, it's such a fun 
concept for a show and I love doing it so much. It's like walking a tightrope. So it was awesome that you recorded it and put it on YouTube. And there's a, a few episodes out now, right? Yeah, we've got, um, uh, and it's an ongoing series. We, we've been filming more. Uh, we just recorded one in New York that's going to be up uh, here as soon as possible that people have been requesting. And uh, we did um, one in Austin at Moon Tower last year. That was with uh, Shane Gillis, Akash Singh, Trevor Wallace, Ian Fidance and myself. And then uh, we did one in Houston uh, that was with William Montgomery, C.J. Landry, Avery Moore, and Derek Poston. And you have a New York one coming. I saw like in the comments for the one that I was on, everyone's like, "When are you going to do a New York one?" And I knew already that you had done it. So I just how recorded is it. That? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, I'm just excited that people are jazzed, are, are yeah. looking forward to it, which uh, we've been too. So. Yeah, the comics have been super cool about uh, let me record um, them. And yeah, I'm just going to try to keep shooting as many as we can. Yeah, for me, I don't have, I purposely, when I had plans before the pandemic to put out a stand-up special, I eliminated all of my stand-up from YouTube. Oh, okay. Except for one clip, the Buffalo News has a clip of me at an open mic, like when I was like one year in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get off the internet. It's terrible. There's it's, there's ways. Oh, we'll talk after. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've done what I think <laughs> there, is the there ways, are there are some ways. I don't think anyone's in command of that account anymore. It's like I've messaged them. I'm like, can you please, Lord? Not that it's like. I mean, go. Everyone's gonna go watch it now. But it's like, uh, it's just I'm like I'm skinny. I'm clean shaven. It's from a decade plus ago. People are like, this is your standup. I'm like, yeah, when I was <laughs> yeah, an open a micer. year in or yeah, whatever. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't judge me on that. Yeah, exactly. Like, in fact watch that and then come see a show and see the growth <laughs> i mean i would appreciate that yeah but, watch uh, all through watch watch him on the news watch him on stand up on the spot and then go see him i think people watching your stand up on the spot will want to see you live after that i you would know love I mean? that yeah no i'm and i and i do want to put out more it's just the the way that the pandemic worked and everything like that where i deleted everything and then still haven't shot the the special <laughs> since then but it's like in the in the works as they say yeah uh but um, I wanted to say thank you for having me on that too because as I've talked on this podcast many a time, I'm not passed at the comedy store. And to me, and you have had both of these things happen, to me getting my name on that wall will be my version of like having a child. Yeah. In terms of like big things in no, my life. As, as far as comedy goes, um, it's still one of the biggest accomplishment and hardest accomplishments that I've obtained in, in comedy. It was right. so, so difficult to obtain. I was curious though to compare it. You've had a child as well. And I said that to a person who has a child and doesn't do comedy. And they're like, that's really sad. And I was like, Why what's, sad? Yeah, I go, what's sad, what's about, sad it? about it? I go, I go, you telling me that this is your life seems sad. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, I don't even think this kid's going to like you in, in, in 20 <laughs> right. years. So, I mean, like, yeah. but I thought, you know. When, yeah, when my when my name turns 13 on the wall, it's not talking back to me. It's not <laughs> yeah. saying I hate you or anything. It's not mad at me because I won't let it borrow the car or whatever the <laughs> yeah, case yeah. may be. That is weird. If I do have a kid and I have to buy it, I'm going to buy it a car just so it drives me around. Oh, yeah. That'd huh. be a good point. Yeah. I mean, that might be the cheapest chauffeur you could ever <laughs> but can you compare or do you not even you put them you have church and state uh it's they're pretty separate things (laughs) uh that's the smart answer for me to to say you know yeah um i will say uh, was it hard to make a child 
It's not, well, I think it's varying degrees for different people. Uh, we got very lucky. I literally, the first time we went without birth control, we literally. You were ready to go. Oh, uh, dude, like, I mean, yeah. The soldiers were ready to march. They were standing up straight, <laughs> <laughs> reporting for duty, strong. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah, and some people, they have difficult times making children. I had obviously. to, let's just say, uh, to make a baby, uh, it was one try, and for the comedy store to become a paid regular, it was thousands of times. <laughs> so if we're going to compare the two, that's the only way I can really say it. But obviously, you, I can't be like, they're the exact same as far as like equal, you know. Yeah, there are some dads out there who are like, I, I did 20 potluck spots and I still didn't get my wife pregnant. You know what I mean? Like, they're like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're they're still trying to get their name, and they're like, wall and, and they're like, and potluck was still better to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to get my name on that wall of her vagina, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I do appreciate you having me on there. I don't know if it would be easy for me to have a kid. What with my dilemma, as most know, I have the a bit of a syndrome mm-hmm. known as delayed ejaculation. Yeah. I'm getting be- I feel like I'm getting better though and this will come as news to people mm. both you and the people at home. I don't like to talk about these things in the immediacy because I don't want people to like have the yarns of string and connect the dots as to who it, you know, to maintain privacy for the woman. Yeah. Uh but recently I experienced and by recently I mean a grand scale of time. I experienced a blowjob where I didn't have to aid myself at all. Oh. First time that's ever happened. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, and I think therapy's working. No, no, it definitely is working. Yeah, it's like I was present. I was in the moment, and the, I don't know, also I wonder if this girl had special skills that uh, I wonder if I'll ever be able to replicate. (laughs) She's a Navy SEAL of blowjobs. Yeah, I mean, dude, (laughs) this woman was otherworldly in terms of, that type of skill it got to the point where i feel like i was just like i've never had sex with a fleshlight before but this was pretty close in my opinion like this is what i think it would be like it was a woman's head but it felt like i was using a fleshlight oh she was really going for it then <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh whoa. no yeah she was if you're comparing a woman's head to a fleshlight then that's pretty strong that's what i said too i go you i know i was like you know, like, and I go, what a world. And I, I uh, was like, what a woman. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I uh-huh. walked away from there going like, my Lord, what a time. I couldn't, I was all over the place. My brain was melted. You know, like when the Riddler in Batman Forever, like has the apparatus he uses to suck all the brains destroyed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's just sitting there. He's like, dummy. That was me afterwards. Like, it just was like such an experience. Next level. Next level. And then I was expressing this. I'm like, that was unbelievable. You are truly a gem. And uh, she was like, ow, you you never had anyone suck your dick good before? Like, she was like, did she have an accent? Oops. (laughs) Did I, am I giving up the geographic location? Listen, boy, you never had your dick sucked properly before? It was kind of that way. I mean, I'll do a thing or two. Dude. Did you just spit semen? No, that was my dip. I I kept it in my mouth the whole time. I would nominate this blowjob to be put into the Smithsonian. 
like that was how otherworldly it was. But yeah, so I mean, then I don't know. A maybe carbonite copy of you, like coming like the Han Solo thing. <laughs> Dude, it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was more like I was always in the Han Solo thing, and then she sucked my way out. Oh, like, she broke you she open. Melted from it. it, you know, when it's like him just come, and then his face comes out, and he's like, <gasps> and he's all freezing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so cold. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so was that? So that was one of the the issues before is you felt like you weren't present enough when you, like sex was going on where you kind of felt like you were somewhere else yeah like I would do it and then I would drift away and I don't know where to it would just be like I would be elsewhere okay that, I mean so, that makes sense dude sex is such a mental game like if you are not present then like you're not gonna come right yeah and like yeah if you're thinking about like I don't know I, I don't even I can't even describe what it is that I where my brain goes or where it went but now I'm hoping this becomes more routine and I'm hoping like she just wasn't a unicorn you know what I'm saying right like I hope now I can just you know any old blowjob will make it happen I mean hopefully she was you know the holder of the key to it she unlocked everything real sword in the stone type shit yeah you know but that was a uh, that was exciting, and uh, I don't <laughs> she even pulls remember. The sword out of sound. What you never seen somebody do this before? <laughs> like no, literally. But if a girl did that with her vagina, I will have to marry her. Right. I feel like you know, like what if I lose it? Then now I can't get it back. This might be too forward of a question, but right. did you guys have penal vagina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that uh, I mean, vagina. I didn't come in that regard. This oh, okay. was just like the end of the the end of the relations, and it was. Uh, mind numbing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> and women don't understand. I don't know if women. I mean, this doesn't. I mean, again, this is new to me. So, like, when it happened, I was just stupefied. I know that's a disturbing. I mean, song. Uh, probably, uh, probably women are probably relating this even more to men. To be honest, because way more women are not coming than men. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I guess. But like, when a woman comes, I feel like they're not like me. Where I'm just like, like she'll. Like a woman will say something to me, I'll be like, "Huh?" You know what I mean? Like I can't. All of a sudden, I I lose all ability to have conversation. I can't even like hear. I'm like hearing like it's almost like after war, like or, or like a bomb goes off or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah. like wandering around, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude. How epic was this blowjob, dude? It was nuts. <laughs> It was insane. Josh Spotter, his dick got sucked clear into tomorrow. <laughs> I'm scared I'll never have one like it ever again. Yeah. I'm going to have to oh, fly to this. Dude, that I chasing that be. dragon. You addicted oh. to prostitutes. All from this. Yeah, but I can't see. No, that's the difference. And I've had this discussion with people. Prostitution. There's men who can fuck holes and that's the end of it. And then there's the other side of it where it's like, I need them to want to do it. Not just for money. Yeah. I need them to want of course. to do it. But yeah, so I don't know like that's I brought that up just for the pregnancy thing, but I don't I don't a nice little tangent there. <laughs> uh but so now that you've had a child, mm-hmm. I'm curious. I this question came up. How much would you want monetarily to lose one testicle? Oh. Like how much is one of your balls worth? Just one. Ooh, they're pretty precious. Are both of them precious? This is something I maybe you know more about balls than I know. But I thought you, you only, only need, need one. one. You only need one to produce semen. I know that. And is it a particular one or is it either or? That I don't know. I don't know, like, you know. Kirsten Quinn, we do a little goog action. 
on this because I want to get to the bottom of if it's one testicle does the semen and one is just for like look support you know like dude I bet either either's got to right I would hope. I would be shocked if because because here's the question <laughs> then the one left... one testicle would be worth more than the other way more if that was the way, case. Way, so that's way what more. I'm trying to figure out because then I'll then I will tear them out I'll be like well this testicle's worth this but this one's worth you know yeah I'll give that one up for, but if you only need one, let's say they're both interchangeable. What would it take to give one up? And what, why, what is your, uh, I guess, um, resistance to giving one up? Because like you said, you're like, they're pretty precious. It's, but like, it's more the balance for me. You want the sack to have two. Yeah. It's don't more you the think balance. one would be so much more nice to have in there? Because then you're like, oh, I don't even feel my fucking scrote anymore. No, it's like, it's like <laughs> okay, so you know when you're having sex, you know, yeah, you know the balls are going like this. Okay, right? sure. Okay, imagine just one, and then it starts swinging from side to side. It starts getting tangled and stuff like that. There's more margin for error. Oh, I you think, think you you don't think it would be a straight pendulum? You think it would be like willy nilly to the left and right? Because I was thinking maybe doggy style, then there's one, and now that thing is tapping the clit. Whereas oh. the two are like, you know, they're kind of giving you a sort of a... You're, you're, you're looking at just the one as like a door knocker now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, or it's like a, one of those, like you go to the Griffith Observatory and it's got the fucking thing going back and forth the, right. like, the moon is moving it or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just the pendulum. So yeah, I'm thinking it's like dead on i'm imagining more like a tetherball yeah <laughs> yours was all over the place <laughs> mine's crazy brother mine's going all over the place maybe you know well think of maybe uh, also i'm thinking a little bit like once you lose one one gets longer you know what i mean like they're ooh. equidistant but then one drops even longer it goes because it's going like right now they're like keeping your they're balanced taut. yes and so like if one's gone and the other one just goes uh-huh. and drifts down to the sack it starts to buoy down like more it makes, <laughs> it's making your sack longer yeah because they're not balancing it out that's an interesting thought yeah well we have some emails at joshpottershow at gmail.com since we've been having this discussion and maybe this will you can give me your monetary uh compensation at the end of this if you want to hold until then the reason we brought this up by the way is because uh you know during the summer of unrest after george floyd was murdered there was many a protest Many of conflict in the streets, and here in our own city of Los Angeles, California, a man was shot with a projectile, and one of his testicles was subsequently ruined, and he received, or I guess he sued for three hundred thousand dollars, okay. and received that. Well, he sued for two million dollars and received three hundred grand. Three hundred thousand okay. dollars. Now, this person is an attorney that wrote in. Tim D. Esquire, very very much uh, could very well be the Roach attorney, you know, like our correspondent. I hope you will When we be. go for legal, uh, when we have legal questions, maybe we call mm. up Tim, a nice Roach lawyer out there. He says, I'm an attorney and want to provide some context for the man who settled for $300,000 for his lost testicle. Personal injury lawyers regularly charge a contingency fee. So they earn their money from a portion of any settlement or judgment their client receives, often upwards of 49%. After attorney's fees and taxes, this gentleman is probably getting somewhere close to $100,000 in his testicle evaluation, which is what I said I would give up or what I would accept. Okay. So he's saying that's exactly what this person received. Now, is $100,000, is that low for you? 
Now, well, I'm well, I'm worried about for you is like if yours was injured, if you said a hundred grand was your number, then you oh, get knocked shit. down. Then I'm, I'm getting twenty grand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm worried about. Well, hopefully, I would have a lawyer like Tim or like this lawyer in this right. case where they would go. We're gonna do the old slam the door policy where it's like we're gonna come in so high that they come in low and it meets. Like you ever do that in a job situation where you're like, you walk in and you say, "My, I want my salary to be." X and it's so high that they go, Jesus Christ, we're never going to pay you that much. And then they come in at the place that you wanted to Right, to be. right, right. That's an, that's an old thing you learn in like college or something in business. Yeah, negotiating class. business tactics. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm like, well, what if I'm a fucking simp loser who wants to like just work there so bad where I'm like, I'll do it for anything. <laughs> it's never going to work. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I don't know. I would say, uh, I mean, the, people are probably going to think this is really high, but like, I'd mm. like a, I'd like a house out of my my ball. And houses are, I'm learning. Houses are. I just went home to Buffalo for a weekend, and I was looking just how much house because houses are cheap supposedly in Buffalo, right? Supposedly, or like you would, one would think, cheap. People are selling houses for half a million dollars in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay, that's surprising. Insane, right? Yeah. It's it's up everywhere. But the housing market's like, dude. Like, uh, my wife has some friends who are in the markets for houses and stuff right now. Like, they're having bigger families and stuff. People are outbidding them by double in cash. Yes, that's what I'm double saying. Double in cash. How do these people think? I mean, not to get into like a real estate conversation. Where do people think they're going to get their money? Is it just going to keep going up and up and up? To the point uh, where like, they're not going to make their money back down the road. I don't know. I think it's got to burst eventually again. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, and then if you try to resell, you're never going to resell at that rate. No, I think you'd really have to be smart and turn it around in the next couple of years. Otherwise, yeah, it's so bizarre to me. I don't, I don't know what to do. I guess I'm just going to rent an apartment for the rest of my life. I've already know? kind of accepted that <laughs> yeah, that yeah, might be yeah. a possibility. You know? Yeah, exactly. I'm I, happy. You know, like you know, I'm figuring it out. I like your attitude about it. I go like, oh, I'm just. Giving a landlord money for the rest. Of, I, I I wanted to like own something. It would I be thought. it would be nice. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, like I don't even have a car, so I mean, like I I'd like to own something. Yeah, you know, I own a PlayStation, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> the more things you list, the more people are like, yeah, Josh needs to own something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I just want to just have a little piece of land or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But another person wrote in. Now, now these are people who wrote into Josh Potter Show at gmail.com, which I encourage all of you to write in, whether it be your feedback or if you have a news story or sports story, which uh, we, we're going to get to in a little bit. But more people writing in about having one ball and living that way. Oh, I'm actually interesting. very interested to hear that. Yes, this is uh, from a man who's titled Uniballer. It says, Dearest Josh, listening to episode 85, your question, I think two balls is one too many, because I was talking about how it gets in the way. Yeah. And if we only need one, let's just evolve and have one ball. That's what I thought. Uh, and he, I, he said, no, no, sir, you are not talking tales out of school. I lost my right ball due to cancer in 2012. Literally nothing has changed in my bodily functions. The doctor assured me it would not affect anything, and that's been true for me, but perhaps not for others like me. In fact, the remaining ball has grown quite a bit to compensate for the loss of the other. So his whoa. ball is just like, whoa, it's more roomy in this sack, and it's just growing now. It's like a turtle. It's like a hermit crab where <laughs> yeah. it's like, this shell's too big. I got to go find yeah, another like, well, one. I was like, now we can kick the feet up. Let me <laughs> stretch a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so it's compensating for the loss of the other, which the doctor also explained to me what happened at the time 
I shoot the same size loads, and my sack doesn't really look that different. You'd have to get up close and personal to even be able to tell there's only one in there. My wife, who's been with me since the before times when I had two balls, and after, doesn't care, but she's not a real ball hog, she says. So she's not down there like, because I wondered that too. I'm like, if a girl's going down Does she like it more just having the one one rather than two? Instead of going back and forth and having to go in the middle of them, I'm doing it like this. I don't know why I'm lifting it up like like (laughs) an elephant tail. You're lifting it up? Yeah, like a a cat taking a dump. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, she- That's how I get my blowjobs. I was curious about that too. Do women, would women prefer- there be one ball. Kirsten, did you have a preference one way or another? You never even mentioned. No, I said I'd probably be fine with either way, and I'd right. probably be with someone who didn't really even notice. Right, to begin exactly. With. Well, this, I mean, how about a bigger one now? What does that tell you? That might actually interest me a little bit. I might be, <laughs> I may be curious as to what's going on down there. Yeah, right? Like now it's like, it's a story at a bar. You could be like, you know, I only got one ball. And they're like, oh, really? Huh? You go, well, it's... This size of two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, huh? Imagine two melding, melding into together. one. <laughs> you know when butter sits out for a long time on a plate on a summer day? And now what do you... <laughs> you have to scoop it all together and put it back in the fridge. That's what, uh, that's what my balls did. <laughs> and now, when you leave that conversation... You're haunting that girl for the rest of the night. She's like, I got to see this ball. Of course. So that's one. That's a good thing. But he says uh, his wife's not a real ball hog. Maybe some girls need their hands and mouths around a full bag. Positives. It saved me crotch room in my pants. I mentioned that. Uh, One less grape to smush when I sit down too fast. Negatives. Existential fear of cancer every waking moment. It's a bit of a trade-off right there. I go, hey, yeah, you know, uh, I, some, I have that regardless, I feel right. like. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm going to get cancer at yeah. something. I hope it's an easy one to, to overcome. Other than that, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Get that money bag for half your skin bag. Happy to answer any more questions. Cheers, Shane from Seattle. Well, that's one gentleman's uh, input here. Thanks, Shane. That was cool, Josh man. Show at gmail.com. This one email says, uh, I have one ball. It says, hey, Roach. Uniballer Jake here had my testicle removed when I was little, so I have had only one ball since I can remember. I also remember my mom explaining to me that other people have two. So this mom's like, now you're going to go in a locker room. Yeah. You're going to look at some dicks probably. You're going to notice Jeff's dick. He's got two balls hanging from it. So I don't know how to tell you this, but um, you've got an empty sack. (laughs) You're gonna see oh some. F- you're gonna see some full sacks when you walk into that locker room. Okay, <laughs> now don't let that discourage you because you know what, you've got a full heart, and you can come just as much as those boys, <laughs> just as much as the other teenage boys. <laughs> your your jizz is gonna be just as bountiful as all your friends. It's gonna taste the same. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> don't let that deter you. <laughs> just as much viscosity. It'll be as white and pure as the rest of their loads. But uh, imagine an empty sack completely. Yeah, deflated. Just completely Just empty. That's bad. I would have it. I would have. I'd get a tuck. Yeah, right. I was <laughs> right? going to say, I would have it removed from me. Dude, just a cylindrical. Yeah, just the penis. And or then do you throw a... in a. Because I've heard of this too. And maybe I heard this. All of my one ball research is from Tom Green. Or. With the excess skin, if you had no balls whatsoever, maybe you could wrap it around the base like a scarf, 
and have a little bit more, you know, push. Instead of foreskin, it's like back skin. It's five skin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, like I said, though, growing up, <laughs> does that dick have a beanie on it? What's, what's going <laughs> on with it? It's one of those like scars, like someone in Palm Springs would wear. You right. Know? It's got tassels. Your dick is regal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your dick looks like it's at Coachella. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tom Green was my only insight into this lifestyle sure. growing up i mean that mtv show where he had cancer and then had his ballroom that was very educational yeah for a lot of people and um i thought if i'm not mistaken there was the option where you can get a prosthetic ball i think there is yeah so i guess if you have no balls you can throw just two fake ones in there. i wonder what the substance is though you know like uh for women it used to be silicone right for breasts and right. but now it's like a like a saltwater based thing or something like that i do not know like a saline is a that saline what that's yes, what i, okay. I meant salt water Ooh, are these fake testicles terosa yeah these say filled. saline filled okay yeah all oh, the testicles are even saline filled yeah, you look at these different sizes too i noticed that and i was gonna say are they yeah. for your sack or do you get to pick you go i want some Big fucking balls. Is it like tits where you can go like, let's go D cup? <laughs> Look at all those different ones. There's I guess a... they have like f only four different sizes. Wow. It would be insulting to me if the doctor was like, you're going to go with what we call the itty bitty ones. Yeah. <laughs> this is the trainer ball. <laughs> this is, yeah. We usually give these to 12 year olds who lose them in biking accidents and things like that, but we're going to throw them into you right now. But here, this is from Jake. Like I said, he doesn't remember having a, a ball, two balls ever in his life. And his mother was explaining to him, no woman I've ever been with has ever cared. And I've done stuff with girls that I that didn't even notice. So he didn't even tell these girls. He's like, I got one ball. And they're just down there. They're like, is there one ball? They have no idea. Some right. Of these ladies. That's fun. Also, I have two kids and it was one shot, one kill with each. There you go. Look at that. So I say, yeah. get rid of that thing if it's worth it. Just yeah. thought you may want to know. Uh, you're the best. Hoping to make it to, you know, I hope Jake made it to Indianapolis. I was just there last week. Wonderful show. Thank you to all the roaches who scurried out on a Thursday night and came to Indianapolis Comedy uh, Helium Comedy Club. Another single ball experience, and then we'll move on. We've been talking about this for a fucking half hour. <laughs> Which I is fine. By I me. like how a couple of the emails refer to themselves as uniballers. Yeah, like like they don't know each other. No, but like they, you know, they they've owned <laughs> that term. Like they're like, yo, I'm a uniballer. And it's just because I'm morbid and I'm obsessed with like domestic terrorism. I think of the Unabomber. Right. And then I'm like, why was he called the Unabomber? Like I don't understand. It was U N A bomber, not U N I. So it's not like. I'm like, does the Unabomber have one? Oh, I don't know. I right? actually, you're. That's actually news to me. I thought it was UNI bomber. No, I, I always I thought I'm it was. Right, Kirsten, can we see why he was called the Unabomber? Ted Kaczynski is who I'm speaking. Yeah, of, yeah. Of yeah course. It's because it was the University and Airline Bomber. Oh, but it, was it spelled Uni then with an I? No, it has it as a U N. If it was a university, why wouldn't it be Uni? Well, I think the A is airlines. Oh, correct. Yeah, I think it's for airlines. I forgot about the airline bombs. Mm, okay. Okay. Ted Kaczynski. Solid guy. Always bringing it back around. <laughs> right. Uh, good, good old Ted. Yeah, I, I, my, my sister makes fun of me because she teaches at the high school that Tim McVeigh went to. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, Did, do you have any teacher friends that are like taught Tim McVeigh? She goes, 
we don't talk about that. <laughs> You're like, why not? I go, yeah, I go that's the first thing I yeah, ask. Yeah, yeah, that's that's dinner conversation. Which locker did he have? Yeah. I'm like, fucking, but she's like, no, he's not on our like ring of honor or anything like that. Single ball experience from a lady. This is an interesting oh, way to bring it her, home. Oh, for her perspective. This is a woman who has been with. Exactly. Okay. Names Desiree. Hi, I'm a 25-year-old female, but I have two things regarding the single ball conversation. Firstly, you can donate your testicles. That's interesting. I did the math in 2014 for a friend desperate for college tuition. You can make 35k for donating a ball. That seems low, though. What would they do with it, then? Do they unhinge it and then put it inside a person and hook it up? I think it's just like any other body part, like livers, hearts. You oh, know? they're doing research on it? They're e- like, let's research, uh, or... see what this one does in acid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, right? You and I and doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like a chemistry set. Of like, yeah, but what if it does if you light it on fire? Let's see what happens to this ball if it's left in the sun for too long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? Stuff like that. I don't know. What is the experiments yeah. they could possibly it's, do? It's like, uh, it's like those Michelin road tests. We're like throwing it up against walls and stuff like that. Like crash dummies. Like yeah. like we're putting them in seatbelts in a Ford and crashing them into cars. And just wanted a seat that just has that bag land on it. <laughs> and then, it's just like little girls kicking fucking balls. Yeah, just like over and yeah. over. It's a little girl's like douche, douche, douche. Now we found before a human ball will explode, it takes thirty thousand kicks. <laughs> but there's a guy hitting fucking t balls off. Yeah, of- yeah, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can we see what they're testing on balls? I don't know. That's even a Googleable thing there. But 35K seems low to you. I think it does because, dude, after taxes and everything like that, that's really not. I mean, for it, it's gone off your body. It's something that is on your body. Like, yeah. How do they take it off, too? That's the other thing. Like, is the surgery complex? Does it hurt do you go for under? a long amount you of have, time? You yeah. have to go under, I'd assume. I would ask to <laughs> yeah, no kidding but it's like do you have to like can you not walk for a month i mean what is the recovery like yeah after what is the recovery rate? rate so i guess we have to take all that into consideration what does it say here kirsten what have you discovered so there's actually a thing here that says it's debunking the internet myth that it's actually um it's illegal or it's not legal to sell your testicle oh desiree coming in with so, black market information it's saying that this internet myth um actually might come from like a TLC episode of Extreme Cheapskates. Extreme Cheapskates, oh, where this so guy said he was going to sell his uh, testicle for research for 35K. Somebody was trying to sell it on the black market, I would oh, imagine. Oh, gotcha. Interesting. And if having only one leftover doesn't cut it for you, the cost of a prosthetic ball surgery is only 2K. That's a 33K profit, according to Desiree. But yes, again, black. we have to deal with the black market. Now I'm like uh, Tom Cruise in Minority Report, and I'm in someone's living room. You know, hoping I find the fresh sandwich or whatever in the fridge <laughs> while he's got my ball in a cooler. Secondly, one of my We're pulling up all the footage of the different tests that the balls have been hit with. We're like moving it around and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, here's where it gets interesting. Secondly, one of my fuck buddies only had one testicle and it took me until the third hookup to notice it. I'd even sucked and fondled his nuts. Lights on. Didn't notice. 
That's interesting to me. That's more of a testament to Desiree, I do believe, <laughs> her lack of observation. Yeah. Or, but maybe these other balls are getting so big when they're, you know what I mean? When yeah, I guess I've never had a sack in my mouth, so yeah. I guess I've never been able to, like, discern if I've, maybe it's like when you have, like, a, when you have, like, a mint and there's, like, two stuck together and you pop them in, you're like, oh, that was two mints because they se separate or whatever. Right, right. Maybe it's like that when you're, you just close your eyes and you're down there on a sack, it could just feel like one mass. I imagine, you know when you eat buffalo wings and sometimes you get, like, um like a clean, like, if you clean it right? Like, sure, I imagine that rip. a clean rip just, yeah. like, it all goes in there. <laughs> I imagine that would be, like, what balls in the mouth would be like, but I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I wish I had more of an idea. Today's Josh Potter Show is brought to us by DoorDash. Things are getting crazy for the summer. I mean, there's meetings, there's errands to run, there's chores to take care of. And now the kids are coming out of school. You're going to have to run them around. Maybe you just don't want to have an extra added adventure. Well, DoorDash can help you out, whether it be meals, it could be for your grocery services, bringing groceries to your home. It could be for the minor conveniences. I mean, you know, I've been having uh, this whole deal with my back surgery and having an open wound there. I've been having medical supplies <laughs> delivered to my house, gauze, tape, things like that. DoorDash does it all. And uh, when it comes to restaurants, it does it all even in just that category alone, just that phylum. You have national chains. You've got your local favorites all on DoorDash right now and it comes right to your door it's amazing as a matter of fact right now for a limited time my listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more just by downloading the DoorDash app and entering code Josh that's $25 off up to $10 value and zero delivery fees on your first order when you go download the DoorDash app right now in the app store enter code Josh don't forget that's code Josh for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply but yeah, that's uh, that was an interesting conversation that we had. I thought I'd bring it up to to Jeremiah just to get another because I was the only. It was me and Kirsten in here, and I was like, yeah. "Well, I got to get another guy." Is sure who has balls to like tell me what they think in terms of monetary value. I think it's a six figure thing. ordeal. A six figure ordeal. And people might say that's way too high, but I, I said I six figures, but the bare. I said a hundred thousand. Yeah. So I guess I agree with you. Now, before we get to sports, today is. Memorial Day, and this just happened on my way here. Both of us had, and I, this is no, I'm not taking anything away from those who made the ultimate sacrifice. I just, we live in a, a world where we, these holidays, I go, oh yeah, it's today, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no. I literally, on the way here, I, I texted, uh, I was getting texts like, hey, you want to come over to a barbecue? I was like, oh yeah, that's today. Because <laughs> it's like, the way that we exist, we don't have Monday through Friday jobs, so it's like it. Everything blurs together, especially yeah. since after like the pandemic. I think everything is like, every nothing feels as as eventful as before, right. and things just seem like uh, time is starting to accelerate again now that like the pandemic has ended. Yeah. But I was reminded on my way here to tape the show today that it is Memorial Day because I was watching the Phillies game and. Uh, as Nick Castellano stepped to the plate, the announcers did what they always do. Do you know about this trend? No. So Nick Castellanos is almost like a curse. When he comes to the plate, it seems that announcers are some. There's something that comes over them where they have to say uh, either an apology for something that they've done on the air, 
or they are talking about something grim or something terrible, and then Nick Castellanos jacks a home run in the middle of this apology or this eulogy <laughs> or this right. anything. So it happened again on my way here. And it was, I don't have the video of it because it just happened, but I can recreate it for you. It was like this. It was like, and today on this Memorial Day, of course, we commemorate all our service members who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And there's a line drive into left field and Castellanos. Like, it was right after he was talking about the fallen soldiers. Yeah. And Nick I. When Nick, I, I, I can't say it enough on this podcast. When Nick Castellanos comes to the plate, just talk about the game. Save it for the ninth guy on the right, bat. Right, right, right. Stop doing this. He's a playmaker. It's, you're going to, unless, and now I'm starting to think people know that this is going to happen. They're like, well, this is a way to go viral, partner. So they oh, come up and they're like, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have anybody's DUI we can talk about? You know what I mean? Like they get really, right. it's crazy how many times it happens. But we'll get into the sports a little bit later. I want to do some news stories now with Jeremiah. And again, thank you for coming here on this oh, holiday. Oh, thanks for having me, brother. We have an update. This one coming from T-Bone, a Roach reporter out there, joshpottershow at gmail.com. Uh, this story we talked about a couple of weeks back. It involves a... Oh, oh, murder. So get your Hitachis out, ladies. This was about a woman who wrote a fictional book called How to Murder Your Husband. Mm. Turns out she murdered her husband. Go figure, right? We have an update on it. A jury in Portland has convicted a self-published romance novelist, this was a romance novel, who once wrote an essay titled How to Murder Your Husband of Fatally Shooting Her Husband Four Years Ago. Nancy Crampton Brophy, 71, guilty of second-degree murder Wednesday after deliberating over two days uh, in Chef Daniel Brophy's death. So her husband was a chef. Do you have the picture of this woman, Kirsten? I don't know. I just thought she was... Uh Interesting looking lady. Brophy, 63, was killed June 2nd, 2018, as he prepped for work at the Oregon Culinary Institute in southwest Portland. Crampton Brophy displayed no visible reaction Wednesday inside the crowded. Here, we have, I think, think we have her picture of her reaction, right? That's what it is in the court. There it is right there. This is while they're telling her, you're going to jail, lady. You murdered your husband. Crampton Brophy said during the trial, however, that she had no reason to kill her husband and that their financial problems had largely been solved by cashing in a chunk of Brophy's retirement savings plan. So she, this is just cold-blooded. We didn't know the reason why she did it. We just knew she wrote a book about it and then she did it. And it took four years for her to get convicted, but she thought this is the best way to clear my finances is to murder my husband. So, but she sold a book off of it. Well, an essay. She sold books off. Like the essay came out, and people thought, "You got a real talent here. Can you write more?" So then she started writing romance novels, which I find ironic. Yeah. But yes, the essay, the catalyst to her career, was an essay known as "How to Murder Your Husband." She owned the same make and model gun used to kill her husband, and was seen on surveillance camera footage driving to and from the Culinary Institute. So she murdered him there. Police never found the gun that killed him. Prosecutors alleged that uh, she swapped out the barrel of the gun in the shooting and then discarded the barrel. All this in the essay, by the way. <laughs> like, Really? Maybe you should swap out the barrel and put it <laughs> and put in a different one. <laughs> uh, 
Any minimal uh, probative value of an article written that long ago is substantially outweighed by the danger of unfair prejudice and confusion of the issues. This is her attorney trying to dispel using the essay as evidence. A prosecutor, however, alluded to the essay's themes without naming it after uh, she took the stand in her own defense. She has remained in custody since her arrest back in 2018. Uh, We talked about this story like a year ago. In an online biography featuring her work, she writes that she is married to a chef whose mantra is life is a science project. As a result, there are chickens and turkeys in my backyard, a fabulous vegetable garden, which also grows tobacco for incesticide and a hot meal on the table every night. For those of you who have longed for this, let me caution you. The old adage is true. Be careful what you wish for. When the gods are truly angry, they grant us our wishes. Ooh, that was in her book her in her essay. Yeah, she sounds psycho. And she is. She murdered her husband. Yeah, she murdered her husband. Thank you for that update, T-Bone. Good to know that. Psycho lady's going to jail. (laughs) Make sure you're careful what you wish for. You can have a garden. (laughs) You can have turkey. And you can have a dead husband. You can have a great life, but you're going to still want to murder your husband. He's a chef. He's probably like, he's just taking good care of her or whatever, but he's not making very much money. So she's like, got to get that retirement money before I die. So I could live my lifestyle. Do you think people like around that age, like around the 70 year mark, start going a little nutty in their head? Like, got to make things happen. I got I don't have much time left. That's interesting. I don't know, because I would venture to guess you grow more tired and more complacent. Yeah, I would think I'm just like, I'm tired. Right. This amount of money's fine. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not like there's no more eye of the tiger in me at that point. <laughs> Even at this point, I'm like, I'm 36. I'm not I don't have what these 20 year old kids in show business have where they're like out there scrounging for shit you know what i mean yeah my dad's 73 and he still uh he still goes dumpster diving and stuff like that with uh women you mean or like literally dumpster diving? <laughs> no, like literal dumpsters oh okay he'll go through say... and like and like pull stuff out and be like ah oh, this is worth something <laughs> <laughs> that's my father with women uh before he got he remarried goes dumpster diving. yeah yeah he yeah, would yeah, be yeah. like oh this is worth something you know i was like i wouldn't have that uh mojo in any right. sort of sense of the word. I think that's more like like when you get older, you you know, you start to find things in your my mom's like that like a I guess she's a hoarder, I don't know, where she's like, "No, this is going to be worth something." A hoarder something of someday. horrible men. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But no, it's just objects like you yeah, said yeah. where it'd be like pull something out of the attic and be like, "No, this is going to be worth something." Someday. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's hasn't been for the last 30 years, so I don't know when that day is coming. You know what I mean? Josh, this is your inheritance, all right? <laughs> I Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers in their boxes still is my inheritance. Do you still have some of that stuff? My mom has all that stuff. Oh, dude. That's awesome. It's cool, that but stuff it's like- will be worse. Stuff. I will have to have it someday. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, And no. I don't know where I'm going to- I'm going to have to buy a storage locker. I think, I think that stuff will be worth something for sure. God willing, you know? It's been so long. It, as of now, it seems not worth it. But we'll see how it goes. Never it's know. cool to have it, though, for yeah. sure. Now, we're talking about how the police are not great at their job recently in the news. I don't know if you heard <laughs> about all the things going on. I don't know. You know? Uh, I haven't heard, of, haven't heard a thing. Well, you know, some things happened, you know, where the police kind of stood by and didn't really do much. Huh. But here we have a story of a cop who was arrested. It was like a cop was arrested. Okay. For perhaps not doing his job, let's find out. A Bay Area police officer has been charged with masturbating in front of a family that called police during a fraught domestic violence call. 
Wait, say that again. I'm not a Bay Area, a Bay Area police officer has been charged with masturbating in front of a family that called police during a fraught domestic violence call. So he's jerking off while the domestic violence is going on. It's like he showed up and was like, oh, domestic violence. That's so weird. Oh, look at that. Now, these Uvalde cops, they didn't act, but they didn't necessarily do this. Let's just say that. Let's yeah. let's give them that much credit, right? None of the cops showed up to the school shooting and started J in their Ds. All right? Keep that in mind when you're... <laughs> so let's see what happened here. The Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office has charged Matthew Dominguez, 32, with a misdemeanor incident exposure after responding to a restraining order call on the evening of April 21st, an unidentified individual whose family... Ironic, because he couldn't restrain himself from touching <laughs> yeah. his dick. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> We're back in it, people. <laughs> <laughs> an unidentified individual whose family put a domestic violence restraining order against him had allegedly violated the order and was at the family's home. The mother identified in the statement as Miss S., the father as Mr. A., and their 23-year-old daughter called police. Dominguez and two other officers arrived at the scene with the former taking the lead investigative role uh, per the statement. Dominguez began investigating by talking to the daughter. Officer Dominguez took interest in her and continued to interact almost exclusively with the daughter. After she gave the officer a possible location, Dominguez allegedly ordered... Uh, the other two officers to conduct the search while he milled around the home, according to the statement. He managed to keep the daughter in view of his body-worn camera. That's the thing. You got a body camera. Yeah. When you're like, you're going to see it. Yeah. That's How desperate are you to jerk off when you're wearing a body cam? You can't wait to go home. You have the footage. Go like, I got to investigate this footage and then just watch it and jerk off later. Maybe it was like a weird Pornhub thing that he's like, I'm going to get a good upload out of this. And then also he's like, hey, uh, you two, why don't you do the search? I'm going to go search the bedroom of the daughter. Yeah. Specifically. And how old was the daughter? 23. Okay. That's at least. Yeah. Well, you know. After she gave the officer uh, a possible location, Dominguez allegedly ordered the other two officers to conduct the search. I mentioned that already. The daughter then asked <laughs> and, Dominguez- And while you search, why don't you kiss each other real quick? <laughs> <laughs> just real quick. I just want to see what it looks like. Now, at any point, did you two make out during this uh, alleged uh, interaction? No? Why don't, why don't we see what that's like anyways? Listen, just I'm to, just, uh, we're just trying to investigate some our sexuality Ma'am, here. I'm trying to be thorough. Are you- uh, are you uh, obstructing an investigation right now? Yeah. The daughter then asked Dominguez about her brother's GPS monitor, which they and Miss S, uh, the mo- the mother, went to retrieve together. After Dominguez was handed the monitor, the mother alleged that Dominguez unzipped his pants and began rubbing his crotch right in front of them. That's some bad lieutenant shit where you're like, oh, yeah, what are you going to do about it? I'm the police. I'm yeah. the law. The daughter um, also. Sir, your body cam is flashing right now. <laughs> <laughs> the light on it is, is going off. Battery low. Uh, oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time. <laughs> so the daughter also witnesses. Later, the daughter went into the kitchen to get her mother a glass of water. Dominguez allegedly followed her into the kitchen. 
as he returned, or as he turned around to face Miss S, she saw Officer Dominguez's penis outside of his pants fully exposed. The mother and daughter then went to find Mr. A, the father, and they called an uncle who was near the scene. When Mr. A returned into the kitchen, he saw Officer Dominguez facing out of the kitchen with his erect penis in his left hand and in his right hand on the counter. So he was like... Yeah, really. Just uh, getting some evidence over here. Really, really going for it. Dustin for Prince. Anytime you have to put, you know, a hand on something (laughs) for stability and, you know, support. It's like he was getting that blowjob I was talking about earlier. Yeah. The charge behavior is beyond disturbing, says the DA. Law enforcement officers uh, respond to our homes to help crime victims not terrorize, traumatize, and create (laughs) new victims. Um, uh, Mr. A left the house a few minutes later Dominguez allegedly left and went back to work this is not the first misconduct incident within the past month involving San Jose police an officer investigating the kidnapping of a three month old uh, was allegedly drunk during the investigation well that guy looks like a saint compared to this guy jerking yeah. off in the kitchen of the people's house it's so weird that how it, hot was this woman right it's out <laughs> of the pants too it's not even keeping it in the pants in the kitchen too where they're just like he's like give me a minute in here and he's just like Dominguez on its administrative leave following the incident. I think you can fire him. I think this is one you can fire. He's on just leave. Yeah. First it comes and he leaves. Hello. We'll be right back, folks. Hello. Thank you to Luke Rutz for this great fun. That's a good one. Good roach reporting, sir. Josh Potter show at gmail.com is where you can come find that. <laughs> Come. Anywho, <laughs> let's get into some sports action. Beep 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 you do the, not. The comedy store does have a league, though, uh, but I've never uh, I've never gotten involved. Well, I, do you look at it from an outside perspective as people take it very too much too seriously? No, I never. I mean, my thing is, like, everybody has, regardless of, you know, some people have book clubs, some people have game nights. Dart with, league. Dude, I, yeah, I love playing pool, like, which some people are like, oh, yeah, I, I don't like that at all. You know what I mean? So everybody has their own, like, things where I'm not too judgmental if, if people, like, are passionate about something. Right. I just like I just like people being passionate about stuff. That's a nice I attitude I think that's refreshing. You I know what I mean? I think so, too. That's a great attitude to have. I love fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I spend, actually, a great deal of time on it. And uh, because of that, me and my, my friends and I, we... Uh, we have upped our league dues quite a bit because it's like, well, we spend so much time on this, we might as well make it like even more worth it or whatever. Like an so investment. I think, yeah, we pay like, I don't know, 150 bucks, which some people think is crazy. Some people are like, that's low. <clears throat> you know what I mean? 150 for the season? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, so what's the pool that you win at the end of the I mean, the it's thousand, a thousand plus or thousands. I don't remember. There's like 12 people in the league. D- and dude, there's, there's probably some of... crazy rich people who put in like- a well, lot where the, thing. where the where the kitty or the pool, whatever you want to call it, is like massive. Whoever wins the Super Bowl, I I have heard of leagues where it's like a thousand dollar buy in, two thousand dollar buy in, which yeah, yeah. is crazy. But it's like, you know, if you have the money, then go for it. There was a fantasy football league that was conducted by Major League Baseball players, and this has just recently come to light in the last couple of days. And uh, 
the reason being is because Jock Peterson, who's one of my favorite players, you have an open invitation, Jock Peterson, to come on this program whenever you want. I'd love to have you on this program. So San Francisco Giants playing the Cincinnati Reds, and uh, Jock Peterson during batting practice is out there in the outfield, and Tommy Fan, left fielder, I believe, of the Cincinnati Reds, he slaps him in the middle of the outfield. And people are like, what the fuck's going on? What happened out there? So let's here's the slap right here. Let's see if we can watch it. It's a little bit like a Bigfoot footage. So they're out there in the backfield, and so he he slaps them. Was it right there? Uh, thanks to 96.3 Big Jab here for this uh, video. So you can Oof. see it kind of, yes. Very like Will Smith Jada. Yeah, so everyone's yeah. like, what's going on here? Why did this happen? And it came to uh, came out that it was a dispute over last season's fantasy football. So here's Jock Peterson explaining what happened. Oh, we were in a fantasy fantasy league together. Uh, I put somebody, a player, on the injured reserve when they were listed as out, and um, added another player, uh, and then. Um, uh, there was a text message in the group saying that I was cheating uh, because I was stashing players on my bench and then uh, I don't know I looked up the rules and sent a screenshot of the rules how it says that when a player is ruled out you're allowed to put him on the IR and uh, that's all I was doing and then uh, it just so happened that he had a player uh, Jeff Wilson, who was out, and he had him on the IR, and I said, "You literally Jeff have Wilson's the same like, thing don't bring me into this, bro." Your bench. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess he was in two leagues, and in one of them he was on the IR, and one of them he wasn't. So maybe that was a confusion. But pause it for one second. ESPN. This is insane. Yeah, that they're, they're explaining. I thought it was over money at first. Like when I, I thought first, it was too. When I first heard fantasy football dispute, I go, "Well, these guys are like major league baseball players. It must be like a." Five thousand dollar buy-in or something. Yeah, like, maybe Jock didn't pay. He's his like, I'm dues. not paying. You know, something like that. Yeah, that would I can understand when money is involved. There's a slap. This isn't even about the monetary. This is a technicality. Aspect. This is like a thing where it's like, yeah, he's getting pissed and like he's probably not even the commissioner. It gets even more petty though, and I don't know if Jock references it in this video. Let's see the rest of it, but it gets even more petty as to why the slap happened. And so, league we were in, it, it was listed as out, so it's like it's, it feels very. Similar to what Hold on I one did. more second. I'm sorry. The fact that uh, Jock is even explaining the minutia of it is insane to me. Like, he has to tell reporters, he's like, well, it's like, I Because he's this embarrassed. Is kinda, he's, well, in, he's clearly embarrassed that he got slapped over something that was with fantasy football. Yeah. And like, also, I would be, this is like a dream of mine where reporters are surrounding me asking me about my fantasy football team. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> That's like my <laughs> ultimate dream. Yeah. Yeah. But like, tell us about uh, what happened in fantasy football. <laughs> There's yeah. like every news outlets there. I'd yeah. be like, I'd be reveling and I'd be like, now, Josh, I made a pretty good pick. Uh, now, Josh, you picked some strange, uh, you had some strange picks this season. Uh, now, uh, what was going on in your head when you made that? Final uh, before switching out that final player. What, uh, what was well? In your I'll head? tell you as a as a just a top tier general manager in fantasy football. I knew of this loophole and I put the man on the IR. That way, I could pick up somebody else for the week. And uh, you know that's just uh, called good strategy. If Tommy Pham has a problem with that, he can take it up with the commissioner. 
and up with the league rules, and we could, during the offseason, have a vote on that. But during the season, all above board, and uh, it's just big brain activities happening here. That's a, I would love, I would revel. Mr. Potter, Mr. Potter. Yeah, I would <laughs> revel in talking about, I would love to have a podcast where I come on and talk about my fantasy football thing if I didn't think it would bore the shit out of everybody. <laughs> but let's see if he gets into like what really caused the ire the of Tommy Pham. Yeah, yeah. And that was basically... All of it. There's not much more to it. We didn't ever had any uh, more contact. That only time we texted was in the uh, in the group text, and yeah, I mean it was over a year ago. Like you, you didn't anticipate anyway. Yeah, it was uh, a surprise. But. Well, I'll jump. I'll just jump to it. So basically, in this group text that he's talking about, Jock Peterson, a f- kind of a trash talky guy in general when it comes to f- baseball. Yeah, that's why he's one of my favorites because like he's a guy that'll hit a pop fly, and you can hear on the broadcast him go, "Fuck!" You know what I mean? Like yeah. audibly over the crowd, over the announcer, everything. So. I love Jock Peterson, and so, you know, he's in this text thread, and he's probably talking shit like sure. we do in fantasy football. You yeah, do that. that's part of it. Yeah. So he sent a, a GIF where it was three people doing kettlebells and lifting them like this and, like, throwing them over their head. Like, it's something you do. I don't know, some strongman bullshit. And above each person, like, one had a Dodgers logo, uh, one had a Giants logo, and one had a Padres logo, which was the team that Tommy Pham was on at the time. And the Padres one, they throw it up in the air and it lands on their head. And like, it's just a gif about how like, oh, the Padres blew it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So he sent that gif in the group chat. (laughs) And that's what made Tommy Pham lose it, lose his mind for, to harbor this for over a year. Let's see if, uh, because we have Tommy Pham's reaction too, right? Does he discuss the gif? What does it say right there on there, by the way? This one says that Tommy Tommy Pham says that Jock Peterson forgot to talk tell the media about the disrespectful shit he said about Pham's former team. Oh, that's so that was the yeah. gif. The gif was mm-hmm. the disrespectful shit. He also confirmed that the fantasy football feud, I didn't like this sketchy shit going on, too much money on the line, messing with my money. There's always a guy in, in every league that does that where they're like, because they, Tommy Pham, when he, when this happened, he just quit the league, didn't pay his dues. Someone else had to take up the team. And it's like, dude, you're a professional athlete. Right. <laughs> this is all for fun. How much money is on the line? Uh, that's one thing that hasn't come out. And that's... I bet you it's only like a hundred bucks. <laughs> no, dude, it has to be thousands. No, he's too petty. You think so? It's too petty to like, and I've had people that have, in a fantasy football league I've been in, I've had a man who has a great job, makes six figures, and we're playing for 50 bucks and has acted like a child like this, where it's Whoa. like, I'm fucking done, dude, this sketchy shit, or like something goes like uh, not their way, and they get that like poor sport attitude, and they just like, I'm done, I'm not paying, and then you have to give their team to somebody that's, else. That's why I never play pool for money, ever, ever. Literally, really? ne- like not even like for Against a couple you know. bucks. I don't like it. I love gambling, so yeah, I would love to play. Even if I some knew people you get upset with me that I won't. Like I'll I'll be at like a, a bar or something, and he's like, "Let's play for a drink." I'm like, "Nah, I don't want to." Even a drink? I don't. I don't. I don't. I think it messes with my performance. Hey, I've I've literally never done it for like 
I don't know. I'm so competitive as it is that Why? I don't want to put money on it because oh. I, 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 I fear, I think I'm so competitive that I'll want to keep playing even if I, the person's way better. You're going to get addicted to it. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I am like the opposite. I go like, unless I have money on it, what do I care? You know what I mean? Somebody was like, let's just do it for fun. I go, for fun? You know what's fun? Let's put 10 bucks on it. Right, right. <laughs> but let's hear it. Uh, I want to hear Tommy Pham with a straight face talk about fantasy football and how he held on to this for a year. He's like, I can't wait to see fucking Jock Peterson in the fucking field. I slapped Jock. I slapped Jock. Some, some shit I don't condone. You know, so I had to address it. <laughs> What was that? <laughs> yeah, there, was some, there was some shit that went on in fantasy, you know, but what he forgot to tell you guys, too, you know, he said some disrespectful shit in a text message, and I called him out on it. So it was regarding, you know, my former team. So it was, he, he said some stuff about... I just said it, plain and clear. Okay, so it wasn't anything uh, like... What a petty bitch. What it what is with the resurgence of slaps right now? Well that's like, the thing. People that, are getting like they're like because it used saw Will to be a Smith. Thing. I think it's like a petty bitch thing, though. It's like, because Will Smith has been getting like a deluge of just waves of disrespect from Jada, and he thought this is my time to like own something or like yeah. stand up for myself. That's what I feel like is going on with Tommy Pham. I had no idea Tommy Pham had this like, because ultimately it's such a sensitive personality where he would take a GIF. Can you real quick, Kirsten, I didn't include this because I just came out recently. The GIF has been going around. Just something as innocent as this GIF. Just type Jock Peterson, Tommy Pham, GIF, and I think we'll find it. Uh, it's just so innocuous, and it's like just talking a little bit of shit, and he fucking, it's right there, a top row, boom. That's what, that's what he sent. And it like... I don't know if you can play it or if it does it, but basically, like, the Giants one throws it up and it's successful. The L.A. Do uh, Dodgers one throws it up, it's successful. The Padres one throws it up, lands on her head, basically. Mm. So it's like that was the disrespectful nature of our text exchange. He's just talking trash like, like he does. So Tommy Pham, so sensitive that he's like, I can't be bitched out like that. So he leaves the league, calls it fucking disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. And then he's go. Then a year later, goes and slaps him in the fucking. There you go. Let's see if we can. So it's like, here they go. This is what caused Tommy Pham to harbor resentment. Oh, that's disrespectful, my former, because he played for the Padres. Right, right, season. right. And the Padres blew their their lead in the division. Um, yeah, just in like, and people are like, oh man, that's, you know, people who are in fantasy football and the blogs and everything like that. They're talking about Tommy Pham. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, if you fuck around in fantasy football, you should get slapped. It's like, you're going to mm. get yours, that kind of thing? Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, no. Tommy Pham is the bitch in this situation. Jock Peterson was acting like we would all act, trying to find loopholes in the rules to make their team more successful. Also, you know, talking shit in the group text. Who doesn't do that? That's part of the fun, That's right? That's literally the whole part of the fun. Yes, yeah. exactly. And for Tommy Pham to have it so inside his head 
to last that long and then in a major league ballpark during batting practice approach him and slap him in the face is wild. Like, do you think he marked that game on the calendar and was like, I can't wait to slap? No, he's been building it up for a while then. If that's he, what dude, I'm if saying. he held onto it for a year, that's, that's a very insane. methodical thing to, yeah. to be like, oh, I'm going to. I'm going to even things out today. And for it not to cool down within you at all to the point where you're like, that's the day I'm slapping Jock Peterson. Like, you don't know. I mean, also, you don't know how crazy people are these days. I I guess not. I I had a show literally uh, two nights ago where I've literally been doing comedy for so long now. uh, Never seen this at the hundreds of however many comedy shows I've done, even in the thousands over the years. There's a guy front row that literally was mean mugging the comedians the entire show. This the whole time. Arms the, crossed? The whole time. Yeah. Just going like this, staring at the comedians. And I have the, the comedians, luxury of never knowing when that happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> comedians started addressing it, sure. right? I get up there and they're playing like an MGMT song, like feel yourself. <laughs> like I'm dancing, Ooh, girl. <laughs> you know, I'm dancing and smiling and winking at him because like it's so ridiculous how <laughs> negative he's being. Right. And the comics have addressed it. I thought other comics were joking about be- how yeah about how bad it was. It was even worse when I got up there, okay. and I started talking to him and addressing it. And I said, you know, you know, uh, tonight, like I was going to tell some jokes, but. I'm going to just try to improve your mood tonight. Oh, no. I doubled down. I tripled down. Yeah. I quadrupled down. You honed in. I honed in. And uh, I ended up walking the guy because I went in so hard on like how bad of a time he was having. Because, dude, the show was $5. Oh, my God. It's like you don't have to be. Yeah, it's you, a do, $5 you could have done ticket. anything else. It are was you... an indie show that I did. $5 ticket. Yeah, is your brother on the lineup? Like, why are you here? It was so bizarre. His friend had invited him. His girlfriend who was there with him was also in a bad mood. I was like, guys, are you okay? Like, what's going Like. Like, what's going on? Like, like, did somebody say something earlier in the show when I wasn't here? He wouldn't respond to oh anything. He's just mean mugging me the whole time I'm up there. And eventually I walk him. I'm like, yes, I walked in. The show's going to improve. So he didn't say anything. He just got up and left. He got up because I kept going in. And then when I said, I, I he walked, he came back in the room and I was like, uh oh. Oh my God. And, and I, I'm like, uh oh, he's coming back. And then he ended up like looking at me, like mean mugging me still. And I'm like, well, he's been mean mugging me the whole time, whatever. He walks out. And after my set, a comedian comes in. He's like, don't go outside right now. That guy was yelling at me and he wants to fight you. I'm oh like, my what? God, dude. What is it? Like, it's so, it's so crazy. So like, I'm like, uh, I asked a buddy, I was like, hey, will you uh, drop me off in my car? Cause I don't, I like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to deal with even interacting with this. I had uh, two firefighters walk out on me one time over a joke I told and they were motherfucking me all the way through the showroom as they were walking out. Yeah. And then it, the show let out, and the manager of the club goes, you should just hang out here for a little while. Yep. And I go, why? And they go, they're waiting. <laughs> and I go, can we get rid of them or whatever? He's yeah. like, I called the cops. So they'll get rid of them soon. I go, but it just puts like the fear in your heart for it's a It's so second. weird. And so many clubs and venues, I don't want to put, put this out there, and I say, they don't have metal detectors or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like dreading the day that, that someone just comes in and is like, but it's like- <laughs> You know, I mean, I think about it, though. You know right. what I mean? Like, if there's ever, you know, people get, they're so fucking sensitive if they're coming up and slapping. I just don't get the mentality of somebody who's going to a comedy show and who 
chooses dude this was an indie show he chose to sit in the front row nobody right. was sitting him that's that, so in the front. weird it's like he wanted an issue probably you know probably yeah no that's bizarre and like yeah there's a certain energy of people out there that just shouldn't go to comedy shows or participate in things of fun like tommy fam like that guy for him to go up there and be like you fucking disrespect like to talk to the reporters in that serious of a manner like how embarrassing would you f- or how embarrassed would you feel if that was like you had a uh dust up and then the context of it was fantasy fucking oh uh, i know I would be embarrassed, and trying, I'm not famous. Like he was that. trying to make it sound slightly cooler. To be like, yeah, in fantasy, it was, <laughs> was like, like he, he was like he he tried to fuck my wife. That was the like right. tone that he had. No, that guy was serious. Dude. Yeah. So Tommy Fam, I mean, I I love the Reds. I don't know. I'm now when I play wheel of baseball, folks. I got to bench Tommy Fam. Whoa! Yeah, you heard hot it. out of the breast. Can't folks. have can't can't abide that man being on my team whatsoever taking the fam out of family josh potter yeah i'll put aristide sacchino in at left field i don't give a shit because i just uh i uh can't uh, abide such idiocy any longer no he will not be on my team any longer but uh jeremiah please plug everything that you'd like to plug that you came here for today yeah, uh, this weekend I will be in Phoenix, Arizona at Copper Blues Live, bringing my pal Stevie Weeby. He's doing some guest spots with me uh, June 2nd through 4th. And uh, watch the stand-up on the spot that Josh Potter is in. Uh, he crushes it, and I think you guys will really enjoy it. That's at youtube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. It's called Stand-Up on the Spot, and Josh Potter's name is in the title, so it's very easy to Ooh. find. And uh, I'm at Jeremiah Stand Up on social media. And then um, thank you to the Scissor Siblings who tuned in today. And uh, I guess the Wonders, <laughs> the Jeremiah Wonders. <laughs> I have no idea. I've, I've never, I've never said any. I've never said anything. The Wonders. The, the Wonders. I, I don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, check out Josh and I's uh, Jeremiah Wonders podcast episodes. They're super fun, so and fun. you'll you'll never look at Evanescence the same <laughs> after you watch those. But yeah, thanks so much for having me, buddy. Thank you for coming, dude. I appreciate it, especially on this Memorial Day. Like I said for me earlier, my uh, Helium show that was this week in Philadelphia has been moved to August 25th. That was by the club. I had no control over that. But I will see you August 25th in Philadelphia. If you already bought tickets, they're good for then. And if you haven't, now you got more time to buy tickets. And uh, July 16th, brand new comedy club in San Diego, the Mic Drop Comedy Club. Two shows there. All can be found up on my Instagram at Josh underscore Potter or on Twitter at J underscore Potter. Of course, the Patreon still going. Patreon.com slash The Josh Potter Show. Having a lot of fun on there with my buddy Matt Bergman. And also Twitch is going strong, my friends, doing it at least once a week. So join us on there. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Josh underscore Potter. More shows. The fall is getting jam-packed, folks. I just didn't want to tell you as of yet because I don't want your brain to get bogged down with too many deets. But the fall is going to be amazing. Of course, Chicago in August and uh, Philadelphia in August. Plenty of shows coming down the pipeline later this summer. So thank you so much to all of my roaches for spreading your wings and getting your antenna out and about from under the floorboards and coming out for another episode of the Josh Potter Show. And we will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye.